Welcome to Two Therapists Talking. The hope for this podcast is to talk about important issues related to couples and individuals who are struggling in their lives with many different issues. I'm David Thompson, a marriage and family therapist. And I'm Sherry Christensen, marriage and family therapist. Please join us as we explore these issues together, and we hope you will learn and be enlightened along the way. Come find us at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast. Hi, and welcome back to Two Therapists Talking. I'm David. And I'm Sherry. And we have been talking for a bit on anxiety, and you've been so patient listening to all of this. <laughs> because you look back, and it's been... Several episodes. It's been a lot, yeah. But I've, I've had some really good feedback already, so hopefully it's helping. Yeah. One more episode. Yeah. Can you do I it? Think, I think we can... <laughs> can you hang on can for you one hang more on episode? for one more episode? <laughs> um, we've covered a lot of really good information, and the last episode, we're just covering some additional techniques. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, like we've talked about, grab one that works, that you like, that you want to try. Yeah. That's maybe easier and not so heavy or intimidating, and mm-hmm. practice it. Yes. And so we want to give you just a few more techniques here. But we do want to invite you to submit questions that you have yes. directly to us right through the website. So the website is twotherapiststalking.com. And there's a form right there. And we want to spend some time in coming episodes addressing your direct questions. Right, right. Yeah, I think that'd be a good way to connect with you guys and really get some of the information that you're wanting, um, and we'll do some Q&A sessions. We would love to do that, and so please submit your questions, and I think at this point, it's safe to say, if you submit a question, we'll get it addressed. Yeah, I and, think and, we can. Until we reach a point of it's kind of too many. Yes, yes. But right now, yeah. if you submit a question. coming in, and so yeah, earlier you get those in more likely you are to get it to get it answered yes so please do okay so we have been talking about anxiety and there's so many great ideas okay so there's a really cool concept about clearing space or having kind of a a container to put things into Mm -hmm. and so the way this works is you want to sit quietly take a few minutes and go somewhere where you won't be interrupted close your eyes and then Focus on an image of an open container, whatever you want it to look like, whatever kind of comes easy. Mm-hmm. And it receives every issue on your mind. So let's say you're ruminating or worried or anxious and there's a lot right. going on. You imagine this container in your mind and you name your issues or worries and put them into the container. And this container is limitless. And so there's mm-hmm. no way you can fill this container. You can put as much into this as you need to. It's like the Mary Poppins handbag. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> exactly. When no more issues come to mind, when you can't think of anything else, put a lid on the container and place it on a shelf or just any other out-of-the-way place until you need to go back and get something from it. So the idea isn't that you're trying to get rid of it. You're just storing it for now so that when you're ready to go back to it, you can. And once the jar or the container is put away or on the shelf, 
you invite into the space left in your mind whatever is the most important current thought or feeling. So now that you've cleared that out, you have some space and you can put your energy and effort into something intentional that you want. Mm-hmm. So maybe if you're at work, you need to think about a work-related issue. Or if you're at home and you have lots of errands to run and you've got a list, you think of the next most important thing. Um, And then at night, before you sleep, invite a peaceful thought to focus on while drifting off. Kind of content in the idea that your container is safe. It hasn't gone anywhere. You know exactly where to find it when you're ready. Yeah. And that when you're ready, you'll be pulling things out one at a time. Right. And I think that is, you know, we can kind of get in this whirlpool downward spiral, right? When we've, you start worrying about one thing and things start building up and there just is more and more. And so it makes it hard then to actually take care of any issues because your brain kind of starts going back into like fight or flight, freeze, you know, all that space back there. And it's really distressed so you're not actually able to sit in that prefrontal cortex and actually work through anything and process through and figure out what can I do what can't I do and all of that so this concept gives you that space to do it you just put all of the little things all the things that kind of float around in your mind and I think um, this is I think when you have you know women's brains with all the like the ball of yarn versus, you know, the boxes, this, I think can get, you know, this part of the yarn connects with this part of the yarn connects with this part of the yarn. So if you can kind of put everything into that container and put a lid on it, then you get the opportunity to intentionally deal with one thing at a time, Right. go through, figure out, use that prefrontal cortex to reason through it and figure out what can I do? What can I not do? What do I need to do next? And those next steps. Which is manageable Mm -hmm. usually. And so too many, put them in the container. Let's take them out one at a time and focus on them that way. Yeah. So there's another um, concept that is similar to this, but different. Um, And it's a 12 step concept that we use a lot and it's called the God box. That's where you can have, so this is developed back in the thirties with AA or whatever. So you actually had a little box, like a shoe box or something like that. But a lot for me, a lot of times clients will like do this on their phone or something, have a Mm -hmm. note on their phone. That's kind of their God box in their phone. But when you're feeling really distressed about something or you're feeling distressed about things, you just write them down on the on your God box list. You can do it in a box and write a piece of paper and stick it in the box. And that's your way of like kind of visualizing I'm giving this to God mm-hmm. and letting God worry about it because this is above my pay grade. Yeah. And <laughs> I can then do the parts in, of my life that I, you know, that I can I do have control over and that I can manage and that are mine to take care of. And so just continually putting that on that God box list. And if you have to do it, just like with this jar, if you have to keep doing it, you know, like, whoops, you know, something slipped out of the jar and I've been obsessing about it or um, thinking a lot about it and worrying about it. You can do the same thing with the God box. You just keep putting it on the list if it keeps coming up. Um, And that again, gives you space to give it to where it belongs. Mm-hmm. It's God's job to, to take care of this and I can take care of this part. Um, yeah. 
And I think, and a, a lot of my clients have had a lot of success with that as well. And, um, and I've tried that too, because I'm like, oh, is this, how does this work? Or is this it's really weird. effective? Yeah. You it's weird because you wouldn't think it would be. Yes. But you it somehow. It completely works. You, it's like you give yourself permission somehow to mm -hmm. simplify and let things go. And it helps to know they're not gone. Right. They're just sort of on hold mm -hmm. for when I'm ready, for when I'm in a better place. Yeah. And to see that, you know, things go on, even with all these things sitting in a jar somewhere on hold. Yes. Yes. Or in the God box, feeling like God is still working on things. And yes. he's going to be a better manager. Yes. <laughs> so. Absolutely. And, and I think sometimes, a lot of times with our anxieties and our worries, they're things that we don't have control over or that um, our worrying isn't helping. Right. Right. And so if we can get them in that jar and kind of say, okay, they're there and I'm allowed to take them out and look at them and do what I can with them and whatever, one at a time, we really free up a lot of space in our mm -hmm. brain that was kind of being flushed down the toilet a little bit. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, and, and I can attest to using, you know, using those and like putting some pretty major things mm. that were very on my mind and very concerning. And I, and again, like with the caveat that I, I typically am not a worrier, um, but that I was like, okay, well, I'll try this thing, right? And put it, put it in the God box. And I was totally shocked. Mm. Like it just was not even present in my mind. Like I didn't have to sit and I didn't, I wasn't thinking about it. And I probably went a couple weeks without thinking about it. And then I was wow. like, wait a minute, I think there was something on that list. And I went <laughs> back and looked and I was like, oh my goodness, this thing that was so, you know, in my mind. And I really felt like I needed to, sit with it and think about it and try to figure it out has been completely fine. Like I didn't lose anything from putting it there, hmm. but I gained a lot of, uh, rest, you know, mental rest at the time that I did that. Perfect application. So either way of, of turning off and clearing space, if you want to do that in a God box, if you want to do that in a jar, I think both of those are really fabulous options. Yes, definitely. And it's a good visualization anyway. And this is how we know, our brain operates is visually a lot. And that's why if you imagine something, it's so powerful. So really, really imagine it, really see it happen and try it, practice it. Yeah. Okay. The next one is a thought stopping or thought replacing. So, um, every time you have a thought that's ruminating unnecessarily, right? If you have something negative, uh, you want to come up with a replacement thought that's going to challenge that uh, negative thought. So again, with a lot of these, the key is persistence, right? You, you're going to replace that negative thought every single time, um, even if you have to do it a thousand times a day, right? Right. You just keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it, because eventually you're going to, because this is a neural pathway, you know, and especially if it's a negative thought you've had for a long time, it's a neural pathway that your brain is like, ooh, I'm comfy with this. I'll slide right down in the cracks of this neural pathway and we'll ride this all the way to the end. So what you want to do is continue to replace it, even though it's going to feel awkward and weird and whatever, like, oh, mm -hmm. okay. But every time you do it, you're you're creating a new neural pathway. So if you just right. continue to replace that and replace that, even if you're doing it a thousand times a day, 
your hey, you've got a thousand times that you're starting this new neural pathway. And and rest assured, it will change. Yes. Um, how your brain approaches this, it's not, and it it won't even take that long. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is reprogramming, so you're not yep. stuck. Whatever it is you think, whatever it is you feel, whatever habits or patterns you know, you're used to, you can change this. Mm-hmm. We just have to be consistent and follow through. But then your brain's kind of like, well, okay, whatever is consistently followed through up or through on will happen. Either or. Yeah. And will become yes. really how you see it. Yeah. Cause your brain's like, oh, you're giving attention to this. This must be more important. So for example, if you're like, oh, people don't, um, you know, people don't like me, right. Then what would be um, a replacement thought. Uh, people do like me. Right? And you just, oh, people like me. People like me. People like me. Every time you have that, oh, people probably don't like me or they're uncomfortable or, you know, I'm. Right. And you just keep keep replacing it. This is something I, I challenge my clients on a lot is check the facts. Check the facts. Check the facts. Yes. The facts about who you are, what makes you safe, and your old autopilot will be replaced with a newer, better version that makes you feel better. Yeah. And this is a lot like the next one where you replace your worrying with just planning. You really identify the problem. You list the problem solving options that you have. You pick one of the options and then you write out a plan of action. So it's important that you're already practicing the thought stopping or thought replacing Mm-hmm. Or you're going to turn planning into endless cycles of replanning. <laughs> we don't want to do that. So the plan becomes part of the thought stopping, like you have a statement, stop, I have a plan. Yeah. And so you're interrupting the old negative pattern with, wait, hold on, I do have a plan, and you shift gears. Yeah. And that's what we're interested in, so that the brain has other options than what it's always done. And write it out. Because I think sometimes, oh, we don't need to write it out. But then if you're not writing it out, it's a little easier to kind of fall into some of the ruminating patterns. But if you've like, you've got a step-by-step plan that you've written out, it's like, it's much harder to get kind of sucked into that space again. Definitely. Okay. The next one is worry well once. Oh, I love this one. This one's so great. I love this one. So what you do is you set aside time to worry so you can set your timer for like 10 minutes to worry about one specific thing and you get to take the whole 10 minutes and just worry your guts out about it and you think about all of the different you know things that could go wrong all the scenarios all of the solutions um set your timer and do it for 10 minutes. And you actually can get through quite a bit in 10 minutes. So what you're going to do is there's like five steps to this. Five steps to worrying. (laughs) (laughs) So here we go. Five steps to your 10 minutes of worrying. You worry through all the issues around it, around this particular problem. So we're not saying like find all of the problems that you're worrying about and try to worry through all of them. This is just one. But uh, worry through all of the issues around it. Do anything that you have to do at the time, right? Like this has to be done to fix this problem. Set a time when it will be necessary to think about what you can worry about again. Yep. And 
then schedule it. Put it on your calendar. You've got your 10 minutes to worry about it, you know, next week or whatever. And then in between that time, whenever the thought pops up, again, you say, stop. I've already worried. (laughs) And I have scheduled time. I schedule time to worry again if I need to. But Right. And then do something else. Just stop and move on. Very similar to the um, God box or or putting those worries in a jar or a container. Because when you know that you have time to worry about it, it actually changes how you feel about it. Yes. Again, it feels like you're going to take care of what needs to be taken care of so you can actually be freed up to go do something else. Yes. And it works. Again, it's one of these tools that your brain just loves, and it's like, okay, I've already worried about this. And and we say worry. We could say uh, be anxious about. We could even say grieve or mourn. You set a time Mm -hmm. to grieve and mourn, and it's almost like these different parts just want to be heard, want to be recognized, and once they feel that, they're kind of like, okay, timer goes off, and you're like, okay, I will come back, don't worry, I'm not writing you off forever, I have it on my calendar, I will come back and worry or think about this um, or grieve, and it's easier to then get up and go. Yeah. And especially when you have that, those pieces in there that we've been talking about of of the, the plan, like what... What can I actually do about this, right? And take care of that, those things. And then, you know, so that we're not just ignoring like, oh, I'm really, really, you know, I've really got to get this thing done for my loan or my credit card or something like that, that you're like, well, you do still have to actually take the action, right? Mm -hmm. So if you've taken care of the action, then you just, you let it go and then you can worry about it later. Um, this one is just so, so great. The brain is so smart. And right. if you give it a chance to be heard, that I think is one of the biggest things is so important for us to give um, our different parts of us and the different things that are coming up an opportunity to be heard. And when they're heard, then they're okay. Like, oh, all just right. Just like us. Yes. <laughs> right? Exactly. For the most part, yeah. Exactly. I just need to be heard, and then I can kind of figure out what I need to do from here on out. Because I've been heard. So another another really good one, and this is one that we, I think, just kind of naturally do already. But it can be helpful to think about it intentionally and to do it. And that's distract. So often when we're uncomfortable or, or in pain, I think it's natural to try to distract. We talk a lot about the ABC cycle in cognitive behavior therapy, um, where there's an activating event. There's a belief about yourself from the event. And then you challenge that belief. And how to change how you feel, there's kind of really only two ways that we know of for sure so far. One is to change how you think, and one is to do differently. So you can't directly just say, I feel sad, and snap your fingers and say, I'm happy. You have to think some things first, or you've got to do things. And some people are more doers, and this is great for them. You distract with activities. So one thing that we like to talk about is changing your shape. Mm-hmm. And by changing your shape, we mean do something differently, Mm -hmm. like get up, leave the room, go for a walk, Mm -hmm. um, make something to eat, play a game. Do (laughs) push-ups. Do push-ups, yep. You're changing your shape, almost like literally changing your body shape of whatever position you were in when you were feeling this. But other ways to distract, you can help a friend, you call someone to say hi, do something thoughtful. Um, some situations that are painful, you need to leave the situation mentally. That's the distracting. That's the getting away. If there's ruminating thoughts, say no 
refuse to think about the painful situations, put the pain on the shelf. These are what we've talked about already. Um, with other thoughts, you can count to 10, you can count colors in a painting, you can really count anything. Some people do this really well. So those of us who have really logical cognitive brains, like me, I know how many ceiling tiles there are in my office. <laughs> I could just tell you because my brain no organizes idea. things that way. <laughs> and so you kind of make a game out of it. Count things. Um, do a puzzle. Repeat words to a song in your mind. And then if it's more of a sensation, you know, squeeze a rubber ball really hard or mm -hmm. listen to loud music or hold ice in your hand or mouth. Take a hot or cold shower. Dance. Dance, yeah. See, yep. that is not in my brain programming whatsoever. <laughs> I know ceiling tiles, but dancing. <laughs> like, yeah, yep. Yeah, I think you're like more of a counter, like logic, like think something, and I'm like, move my body, move my body. I'm gonna dance. I'm gonna like drop and do, you know, twenty push-ups or, you know, something where I'm moving, really moving my body, and that works more. So. Again, that goes right to the point that we're making at the beginning. Pick the one that works for you. Like right. pick, pick what feels right to you that can help you shift. You know, if I start counting ceiling tiles, it's not going to be nearly as effective for me as if I just <laughs> get up, like turn on a loud song that's really fun and just like dance my heart out, right? And that I can't, I'm trying to imagine like David doing that at all. <laughs> oh, it goes much deeper than that. Not only will <laughs> I count the tiles, I'll have rhythms and sequences where I have to cover uh, whatever notes or ideas are in my brain and I have to start grouping them in like twos and threes and fours to cover it all in a certain line. It goes, yep. and I don't know what Into that the means. deep spaces in David and Sherry's <laughs> minds. It sounds so easy to just start dancing and moving. Yeah. That would be great. Every Everyone is going to have their different thing. And so it may not be dancing. Dancing, it may not be counting. You know, it might be something totally different. Or animals. Animals are great. Yes. To interact with pets yes. or just spend some time with them. Yeah. So distract. That's a really good distract. Yeah. Animals go throwing the ball with your dog or petting your cat on your lap and just like listening to the purring sound, you know, mm -hmm. just anything like that. Yep. Absolutely. And sometimes people get a little bit confused with this when they get a little stressed, like, okay, what's the difference between distracting and checking out? Right. And so what I always say is, okay, where's the motive and where's like the feeling underneath? Because distractions um, are good sometimes like you just need to just mm -hmm. do something else right and so that can be a really great way to kind of pop yourself out of a negative thinking pattern or um, a state of anxiety or something like that it's just get involved doing something else um, if it's if it's a checkout you'll feel the difference after distraction you will f like feel better right whereas if you're checking out of things then you feel like more mentally sluggish just kind of like Ugh. you know when you've been on Netflix for three hours and you know you just you mm -hmm. feel different right. inside and you can do the exact same activities and have them be a healthy distraction or a healthy break from what's going on in your life um, or they can be a checkout so mm -hmm. it's it's going to be 
And that's what I think people get stuck. They're like, ah, but what if, if I do that, uh, you know, is that a checkout? Or am I checking out for my life? Because sometimes I feel like that. So you have to be in tune with yourself and notice the difference. Yeah. So a lot of times, you know, watching a movie or a show, can that can be a great, a great distraction. But when it's like eight, then it's like, okay, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> right? It feels different. So... That's just a, a place where you need to be aware and just kind of pay attention. But but honestly, especially for anxiety things, right, because checking out versus distractions and healthy breaks can be good for a lot of different topics. But especially for anxiety, um, it's really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. That quick distraction can be extremely helpful to, like, just move on out of the thought pattern. Right, and and most parents probably understand this when they've intentionally <laughs> distracted children who were in an anxious yes. or or challenging place, right? So. Yes, yes. Look at the squirrel. <laughs> oh, yes. And the brain just does something totally different, and then it's like, okay, now are you still super upset about the thing? And the kid's like, what thing? Or what are we even talking about? <laughs> like, that's not even a thing anymore. It's not even my radar anymore. Okay. <laughs> The last one. This is the last one, guys. You've made it through all of our anxiety <laughs> discussions. Good job. Good job. <laughs> um, is cooling your temperature, right? So cooling the temperature of your face is the easiest one to do this with, right? So hold your breath and put your face in a bowl or a tub of cold water. Um, it should be above 50 degrees. Not we're not super talking bitter like, cold. We're not crazy yes. here. Yep. Or put a cold pack on your eyes or your cheeks. 20 seconds, just just whatever's comfortable without <laughs> issues. Yeah. Right? Um, and this causes what's called the dive response to occur. So when you do that, your heart rate slows down. The blood flow is redirected to the brain and the heart. So if you're having really strong distressing emotions this can be a really good one to just calm everything down in a really rapid. It's kind of like, you know, when you slap somebody in the face who's like super distressed, right? It's At a, least we see it in movies, right? Yes, you see it in we movies. We assume it works, but I don't know. And yeah, but so if you think, if you're trying to figure out like, okay, why would that help? It's kind of that it's a shock, but it's cold, which means the body will automatically redirect blood flow to the brain and the heart and you get a different response. Like it's just, it's a little bit of that, that shock space. And, and I like this one as sort of a, I mean, you can do it anytime, but it's definitely a, a like last resort because it works. Right. Your, your body can't help staying in this yeah. anxious, worrying, ruminating place when your face is getting cold, your brain just can't manage it. And so, I mean, <laughs> Take this to the bank. If you yeah. really, really, really <laughs> want to get out of your anxiety quickly, um, yeah. hold your breath, put your face or your head in cold water for as long as you can and watch the shift. You'll come out of that and feel differently. Yeah. So you can't do other things while you can't. you're, while you're getting that cold. You can't, your brain takes over and says, something's going on here. And now I need to survive and just sort of shift gears and yes. it does what it's supposed to do. So this is a good one for nothing ever works to take me out of my, my 
ruminating cycles or anxiety, um, this one will. And if you want to, you know, up it even more, take up a it. really cold shower. Yeah. Like the coldest your shower will go. Yes. And start just by putting your hands in it, then your forearms, then your arms, and try to get under it. And you will have long forgotten about yes. whatever the anxiety is. You will not is. be thinking about anything else. Nope. <laughs> So these are some really good ones. And I know, I don't know, maybe we did too many. I don't know. This was a lot. I know. I was thinking, gosh, maybe we should have done one and really go into <laughs> it for like each episode. But like break it up with other techniques or different other topics. But because sometimes I think we're giving you a fire hose. Yeah, this is um, a lot and lots of episodes. But if you've listened so far through all of these, you know, we said this before, not having any ideas or options is not is the, the problem. Yes, yes. <laughs> you, you will not suffer from, I just don't know what I could possibly do. Mm-hmm. You have a lot you could possibly do. Now, <laughs> if you don't practice any of it, and so therefore none of it works, that's on you. Our job. <laughs> We're washing our hands of this. <laughs> we are. We can't do motivation and drive for you. But information is our job. So yeah. we want to make sure you have the information you need. And hopefully this was a lot. <laughs> I don't think we have to hopefully. I think it, it was definitely a lot. was a hopefully lot. Hopefully it was helpful. Definitely was a lot. So pick what works for you. Are you a movement person? Are you a thought person? Are you... Um, are you a person that connects with animals or, you know, what is it, what of all of these things is going to, are going to be the things that work? And sometimes you have to try a couple of them Yeah. and, and just seeing, you're like, Oh, that kind of worked or like, I don't know what Dave and Jerry were talking about. That was lame. <laughs> it totally didn't work at all, you know, but go through them and find the, find the ones that work. You've got, you've got a lot of, of options here and, and that yep. hopefully will help. Yep. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for joining us on the anxiety journey. We'll see you next time. (laughs) See ya. Bye. Thank you for listening to Two Therapists Talking. We look forward to sharing more conversations with you. Connect with us at twotherapisttalking.com or email podcast at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast.